Hey guys, uh, today we have Mahabodh Moghadam with us. He is the co-founder of Rap Genius. He is uh, one of the founding members of, of Everypedia. He used to go to Stanford. He used to go to Yale. He has been a Fulbright scholar. He has been Forbes 30 under 30. And today he's on Hacker Noon to talk about why the next president of Rap Genius should be black. Without further ado, I'd like to pass the mic over to Mahabodh and make a few introductions. Yo, what's good, man? Thank you for having me on here. You know, Hacker Noon is my home. This is where I publish my writings and I had the pleasure of uh, writing something for you last week that it looks like is going to have a major impact. Definitely, definitely. We have been seeing it blowing up over the past week and we have all seen the wonderful news that is about to emerge and let's all have our fingers crossed and see where that takes us. Uh, we'd like to start off with this, like what was Mahabodh like in, in high school? Like, uh, did you, like, were you the same person as you are right now or were you the quite shy kid who found his light and then he became the person that he is? who, according to Wikipedia, has a very outlandish personality. Oh, man. Well, I've always been weird. Even in high school, I was considered weird. But uh, my, my Wikipedia page is like a diss. It doesn't even, all it says is bad things I've done. If, you, if you're like, wow, does this guy do good things too? You can go to my Everpedia. My Everpedia says the bad things, but at least we included some good stuff too. It talks a lot more about the stuff I was into in high school. Like high school, obviously school was my main priority. I got really good grades. That's how I was able to go to a good college. Mm -hmm. And then I was a swimmer and a wrestler. So I was doing sports. Wow. Um, and then music. High school is when I started playing piano, which I mean, you see it in the background. It's yeah. still my number one hobby. That's my real job. I do this internet stuff just to pay the bills. Uh -huh. I'm a musician. That's what I do. So mm -hmm. these are all passions of mine that go back to high school. On the one hand, I wanted good grades. On the other hand, the things that I was really passionate about were athleticism and music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and being weird. Got it. Of course. And like you are a Fulbright scholar and like I was reading about it somewhere and it says that over a hundred of those people have been either Nobel Prize winners or they have been Pulitzer Prize winners. So what was your deal with them? Like how did you, how did you get in that? Was it something to do with literature or was it something to do with your uh, extra curricular activities? The Fulbright was the bomb. I basically, I just wanted to go to Europe after I graduated college. Uh -huh. And my top choice was the Rhodes Scholarship. That's like mm -hmm. pretty much the most prestigious thing you can do when you graduate college. And I thought I had a shot. Mm -hmm. I worked really, really hard on the, uh, the Rhodes, but then I wasn't accepted. But I got the Fulbright, which in some ways it's better. Uh, Rhodes only sends you to the United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Whereas on Fulbright, you have the option to go to any country. And I got France, which is actually, I think it's the hardest one to get. Mm -hmm. It was a great pleasure. I got to learn French, which mm -hmm. is, uh, I guess that's one of my other passions. That's one that I wasn't into in high school. But in college, I became very, very passionate about Fran uh, Fr uh, France, French language. 
Mm-hmm. It's not an accident that uh, one of the biggest, uh, actually, so Genius is bigger in France than it is in the U.S. Uh-huh. Our Alexa rank in the U.S. is top 200, but in France it's top 100. Wow. We have pretty much every famous French rapper uh, verified on Genius. Oxmo Puccino, who's like the French Tupac. Mm-hmm. Account. I actually got to speak with him once. Mm-hmm. This is nice. And let's now like let's now get into the heart of the matter as to your claim to fame like was when you hit pop thirty under thirty as one of the co-founders of Rap Genius. So how does one get to be a pop thirty under thirty? Because in the past few in the past few years we've been hearing about things such as it's not as prestigious as it was when like you guys were featured back up about seven or eight years from now so how does like how does that change your life it's the same thing they say about why combinator we got uh-huh. all this stuff but it was good uh-huh. i don't know forbes, forbes 30 under 30 has always been questionable i remember when we got it there were people who got it who their company didn't even they didn't even have anything built wow there were just people who were good at hype and uh so Everpedia had a 30 under 30. We started making Everpedia 30 under 30. And our marketing mm-hmm. was, we actually only picked 30. Mm-hmm. Forbes picks 30 for 10 different categories. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the Forbes 300 under 30. They, <laughs> they lie and they say it's 30 to make it sound more prestigious. Uh-huh. I respect them. I'm glad that they, they uh, oh, the, the cool thing is we got included uh, under music. Mm-hmm. Normally, for tech people, you get included under like tech or entrepreneurship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we were in music, so we were like in the same category as like I think the same list we were on. They had like Justin Bieber, they had Drake. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was very proud of that. Uh, it, it's it was cool all the the accolades um, that we got for for rap genius and back then we used to get some criticism of like why are the founders of uh rap genius not black mm-hmm. and from def- back then yeah 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 i mean how long was, was this this was in 2012. wow it was mainly white people who would make this criticism by the way mm-hmm. it was like white I went to like a liberal arts college. My parents are rich. I, I write for Pitchfork. Uh-huh. They give us these criticisms. And I would get very frustrated. I was the one who was defending us. And it was mm-hmm. because I said that we're trying to move beyond rap. Mm-hmm. Ever since day one, that's, that's the reason we changed the name from rap genius to genius. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make it for Bible. We wanted to make it for literature. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare, poetry. Mm-hmm. So I thought rap is just the first, it's, it's the stepping stone. This is step one is rap. Step two is going to be everything. All mm-hmm. of text, all of literature. Mm-hmm. Then after I left, uh, we stopped uh, attempting to do that. All of the other communities didn't work. We started to realize that only rap is working. Mm-hmm. When so did you now, leave? I left in 2014. 2014, okay. Yeah, and that's right when the app came out. The app was called Genius. Yeah. 
tried to make the app for everything, but then about a year after I left, we stopped trying. We hired someone to replace me mm -hmm. uh, named Rob Markman. Mm -hmm. Rob Markman used to work at MTV and he's actually a rapper. He's a pretty uh -huh. well-known rapper. So he's friends with every famous rapper. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who got verified going. We already had verified accounts, mm -hmm. but he started the YouTube channel, Genius Verified, mm -hmm. where everyone goes with the yellow screen behind them and they break down the meaning of their lyrics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how has like Genius grown since the times that you guys founded it? Like, uh, what is the trajectory that you wanted the organization to take? And how true has it been to that? It, it hasn't been true at all, but I'm still very proud. At like, all. At all. I, so I thought we were going I'm to I'm a huge a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan too. I'm a fan too. Elon, Elon is the, so, you know, Elon is the one I'm criticizing a lot, but he's the one who kind of wanted us to stay with rap. That's the funny part. But and Tom, he does not listen to rap. Hmm? And he does not listen to rap music. No, he does, well, he, he does a little bit, but I mean, he's definitely, he shouldn't be the, he shouldn't be the president of the hip hop, hip hop company. Uh -huh. He's, you know, maybe a mild interest in it. Mm -hmm. But in any case, he was the one who thought that, you know, our, our community for rap is so big, even if it's just rap, it can be huge, which it is. At this mm -hmm. point, Genius is 90% rap. And it's 10% hip hop influenced pop music. Mm -hmm. Still big. I think it's the most beloved app on the internet next to Instagram. Everyone loves the yellow screen, which is what we started after I left, where mm -hmm. you come on for Genius Verified. You can't see the interviewer. It's mm -hmm. only the rapper, the, the musician. And behind them, they have a yellow backdrop. Mm -hmm. And that yellow well, black, black drop is like our version of the blue check mark. It's iconic. Everyone wants it. Like Agreed. that's basically my job right now is on Instagram. All of these rappers are hitting me up. A lot of them, they, they have the blue check mark. They have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, but they want the yellow screen. Mm -hmm. So they hit me up. They're like, get me the yellow screen. Let me do an interview with genius. Uh huh. My job has basically become that I tell them like, yo, you can go on the site and just start annotating your lyrics. You don't need the yellow screen. You can just do it yourself. Yeah. And if it's popular, then we can do the interview. Mm -hmm. And the response I usually get is like, wait, I can put the lyrics up myself? I didn't know. I, I thought that you have to put them up for me. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's crowdsourced. So I'm trying to take Genius back to its crowdsourced root, roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my replacement, Rob Markman, has basically turned us into a very successful media company. Mm -hmm. What we're known for is just the interviews. Mm -hmm. more, I think more people go on our YouTube just to watch the interviews on YouTube than actually go on the app. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, I respect uh, another media thing we do is the Spotify behind the lyrics. Mm -hmm. On Spotify, it kind of shows you the best annotations when you're listening to a song. Mm -hmm. But those are kind of, in my, in my mind, those things should be a curation of what our community produces. Mm -hmm. So like for Genius Verified, we should draw from who's actually using the product. Mm -hmm. We should see which young hot rappers are actually putting up their lyrics themselves.
and getting mm -hmm. traction that way. Mm -hmm. And for the, I mean, with the Spotify behind the lyrics, we kind of do this. We have the entire community go on a popular song, trying to put up interesting annotations. Mm -hmm. And then we have a curator who chooses the most interesting to elevate to the, the Spotify behind the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is nice. And uh, when you say that the vision has not stayed true at all, like what would have been the vision had you like decided to stay with the organization? My dream was that someday people would be using Bible genius. Mm -hmm. One of them would say to the other one, you know, uh, Bible genius actually started as rap genius. Originally, this was the rap lyrics. And the other one would be like, no way, you're kidding. I thought that this had always been Bible genius. Yeah. So like, I went, but like the, the site that people use for Bible is called Bible Gateway. Mm -hmm. And Bible Gateway sucks. It's a web 1.0 site. Wow. So I thought that Bible genius could become the... Uh, the web 2.0 version of Bible Gateway. Mm -hmm. Never happened. When I left, like we used to have a Bible community. We actually had a guy who I wanted to hire to be the Bible community manager. Mm -hmm. But we abandoned that partly because I left, so the energy wasn't there anymore, and partly because Bible doesn't get nearly the traffic that lyrics get. It's not even close. Like, for example, really? Bible Gateway, it's that's the successful Bible site. It's like top 1000 Alexa. What does it do? Like, what does a Bible genius do? Like, I mean, according to you, what does it do? It tells you the meaning. You click any line and it tells you the meaning. It's an okay. exegesis. That was the original name when it was only rap. The mm -hmm. original name of the site uh -huh. was rapexegesis.com. Uh-huh. We had to change it, A, because no one knows what exegesis means. Yeah. But it means uh, breaking down the Bible. An exegesis of the Bible is when a priest is going line by line and telling you what each line of the Bible means. Okay, so like that would be done only by the priests. Or like can it be like uh, people like me and you as well? Uh, well, the priests could have verified accounts. Yeah. We met, uh, when I was still there, we met with Rich Wilkerson. He's the priest of Kanye West and Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. And we got him to sign up. We got him to use our app. You know, he's a wonderful, very, very charming man. So I thought this is our first verified priest, our first verified preacher. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had, I had high hopes. My dream was to have separate websites. I wanted mm -hmm. to have separate websites for each of the different subgenres. But then mm -hmm. Tom was the one who insisted that we have to change it to genius.com. He paid a lot of money to buy genius.com. Mm -hmm. He said it has to be called genius because of the app. We can only have one app. Mm -hmm. I was actually like, maybe we can have separate apps. We can have a rap genius app, a rock genius app, a Bible genius app. Mm -hmm. But I don't code. He's the one who codes. So he was in charge of all this stuff. So he got to make, in my opinion, the incorrect decisions. But got it. He's still successful. So The way I see it, like from a third 
a third party's bird eye view is like something of an anti apple because over there like steve jobs was the guy uh, was the guy who was the visionary and wozniak was the guy who coded and like over there wozniak was like uh, maybe after a particular time of after a particular while of time like he started to take a back seat and jobs took over whereas i trap genius like you have decided uh, willfully to take a back seat whereas like the programmers have taken over and like both of the organizations have had a very different like path pretty uh, pretty telling of the fact that we always need visionaries on board and coming to the crux of the matter so why do you think that a black person or if the politically correct term is an afro american person would be the right person to be the president of rap genius that's that's not politically correct anymore you know everyone uh-huh. has said we have to switch back to black uh-huh african american african american was always weird because the black people in america have no connection to africa i know like america is weird that way like i'm from india technically i call myself an asian if i'm there but i see that asian over there means the han chinese descentry so like yeah, yeah but I, i see your point but no so in london in, uh, in english people use asian mainly to mean south asian mm-hmm. and they use for what east asian what they, what they call asian in america they use oriental and oriental. in america oriental is considered racist it is racist <laughs> this just shows you language it's confusing but with african american it makes a difference for me it's something yeah. that i i actually specified in my hacker noon essay i said mm-hmm. it has to be a black american yeah because black american culture is its own culture mm-hmm. it, i mean they the the slaves came from africa but one thing that uh frederick douglas discusses in his essay mm-hmm. is a lot of the slaves uh had children because the masters would rape them mm-hmm. as far yeah. fine as that sounds and they wouldn't have children on their own partly because they knew knew that their children are going to be sold mm-hmm. and partly because of depression they were so depressed that they weren't reproducing on their own so mm-hmm. the masters started this practice of raping and impregnating their slaves which like mm-hmm. is pretty weird for racist people to do that but because it was making them money mm-hmm. they decided to just normalize it even thomas jefferson thomas jefferson yeah. the third president of the united states had children with his slaves he basically raped uh, his slaves and forced them to have kids mhm uh and this is the culture where rap came from rap is huge in africa now like uh when i talk about rap genius france i'm kind of talking about rap genius africa yeah because a lot of african rap is french language mhm but where it comes from is america it's a mm-hmm. black american art form mm-hmm. it's taken over the entire world it's huge in iran it's the biggest art form in iran mm-hmm. it's all over europe it's huge in poland it's huge in russia mm-hmm. i don't know much about india I, i guess you're saying that in india it's just picking up now but watch watch i bet in 10 years from now indian hip hop is going to take over mhm and it all came from black america it originally came from the south Mm-hmm. and then it became very successful in the big cities in new york 
Los Angeles is where I'm from is kind of what put it on the map for the mainstream. That's mm -hmm. where gangster rap came from, Snoop Dogg, which in some ways he was the first uh, breakthrough artist. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and this is the site that I've built. I've always had a huge passion for black American culture. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was able to build the biggest uh, black American website, mm -hmm. but I'm not an expert. I'm, I kind of got into this by accident. I was mm -hmm. never an expert in rap music. I'm mm -hmm. still not, I'm a fan. I love rap, but I love all music. Like, you know what, I don't play rap on my piano. Yeah. I'm playing uh, mm -hmm. So I want someone who's an expert and who's contributed a lot to genius and has also contributed a lot to hip hop culture mm -hmm. to be the leader of my site. Mm -hmm. Got it. So uh, does that mean that because a black person has had those, let's use the word, micro experiences while growing up, that maybe they are predispositioned more towards uh, being better at managing rap genius or is it something else yeah well so a, a big part of rap genius is the artist the, veri mm -hmm. the verified is like i'm saying a lot of people don't even know the site exists they think that we're just a really cool youtube channel mm -hmm. uh, and i always i've never been there when the artists come for verified but i'm sure like they come, they know Rob Markman, Rob Markman's their friend, he interviews them, but mm -hmm. then they go and they meet the CEO. And the CEO is like, hi, I'm Tom. And he's like this nerd, he has Asperger's, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? And at one point it made sense because he knows how to code. Mm -hmm. He was even managing a big team of coders, they were going to build Bible Genius, they were gonna build everything Genius. Now all the coders aren't even there. Now mm -hmm. the staff is people who are producing the verified videos. Mm -hmm. So what does he have to impart as a manager? He has no management philosophy to impart. Mm -hmm. There's no coding. He was good product manager at coding, but there's no coding going on anymore. There's no mm -hmm. fancy product updates coming out. It's mm -hmm. just YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So all he's really doing by still forcing, forcing his, uh, reign of terror to continue is he's paying himself money, which he doesn't mm -hmm. deserve. And then he's alienating the artists who come into our office. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Rob Markman is just like, why is this guy my boss? Rob Markman is the de facto leader of genius. He's the one who gets all the rappers to use it. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't seem that passionate. For example, uh, Rob is a rapper. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he'll come out with his own rap song and it won't be on Genius. And that always makes that's me upset. Sad. That means to me it's that he's sad. not happy. Yeah. But that's probably because he resents that he doesn't get enough equity. He should okay. be CEO and he should have more equity. He, he's mm -hmm. done more for the site than Elon. Elon has done nothing for the site, but then Elon has so much more equity. So that's not fair. So I think that's the reason why he resents it. So do the right thing. Make him the president and CEO. Have these guys who built it, but who are no longer useful resign, just like I resigned. You know, I built it, but then when I stopped being valuable, I resigned. So now they're no longer valuable. They need to resign and let someone who it makes sense uh, become the leader.
the race is the part that is in the title of my article because it's the most eye-catching and it also yeah. connects to all of the black lives matter that's been going on mm -hmm. but it's not like i'm saying it can just be any black american person i think it should be a supremely qualified so like rob markman is the de facto leader he's the one who's actually doing it mm -hmm. the other person i suggested is kanye west and everyone thought I'm making it up. I was being perfectly serious because Kanye designed our app. Kanye's I want him as your president. I don't want him as a president of Rap Genius if I have to choose. I want both. Well, <laughs> now, that he's running for, so, now that he's running for president, I feel like my dream has come true. So I'm going yeah. to be full-time working on getting him elected. I think that he will get elected because I think that the common, the common person hates both Trump and Biden. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger ran for California governor, I was a kid and everyone was like, oh, this guy's an idiot. This guy's crazy, the Terminator. And he won. He won two terms. Yeah. So I think the same thing is going to happen with Kanye. I have faith. And this was kind of God telling me that it was, this was God's way of telling me he supports me. I said, I want Kanye to be the president of my company. God's mm -hmm. like, no, Kanye is going to be president of the United States. But I support you. <laughs> So I have other suggestions too, like Steve Stout. Steve Stout was the manager of Jay-Z and Nas. He's mm -hmm. a legend in hip hop and he's very good friends with Ben Horowitz. Mm -hmm. So he's a member of our board. He joined mm -hmm. our board about a year after I left. Mm -hmm. so maybe we can make Steve Stout the president this year. Or let's put Steve Stout in charge. Steve Stout knows everyone in hip hop. So mm -hmm. let's have out be like listen who do you think would be the best president and ceo for genius mm -hmm. another possibility is we exit uh tom, tom i i need an exit i have uh i had brain tumors i have seizure disorder right now i'm having a hard time paying my doctor bills and my rent so i just really really need an exit but tom and alondo need, need an exit because they're paying themselves salaries even though they're useless for the company Mm -hmm. So if you stop paying them salaries, then they'll be forced to get an exit. They can do an exit, sell it to a big company like Apple. Mm -hmm. And then Apple can appoint a qualified leader. And hopefully Apple has read my essay. They'll decide to appoint someone who's extremely qualified and who's also a black American. Mm -hmm. Got it. I think Apple will do the right thing. You know, that's why... I use their phones, I use their computers. Got it. Like, let's hope for the best. And like, yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if it were a choice, whether to like have Kanye as your president or as the president of Rap Genius, I'd go for the president of the United States any day. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, so Kanye has tremendous report, support for Genius. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Uh, he never got verified. He's never actually used our product, but that uh -huh. was because he wanted to show, he, he basically wanted to show us that we should have a black leader in charge. So yeah. he said, I'm not going to use your product. Instead, I'm going to redesign your product. And he wow. decided to redesign our app. That's so and Kanye. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so Kanye. And he's a Renaissance man. Like he, yeah. I really, from the time that I got to spend, like, you know, we, we got to hang out with him a lot. We even got to go to his engagement party. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to me like his message to the world is he wants to say, I'm not a rapper. Mm -hmm. I'm a preacher. I'm a spoken word, word artist. 
but then mm -hmm. also I'm a renaissance man. I'm an architect, I'm a designer, I'm mm -hmm. an urban planner. Think about all the different hats he's worn. And then now he's uh, best friends with Elon Musk. Elon yeah. Musk was the first person to support him running for president. And Elon Musk is kind of a renaissance man as yeah. well. Maybe Tesla can buy Genius. I would love to see who <laughs> Elon would choose as our, as our CEO. Yeah. So where do we like, where do we go from here? Because I see your point that uh, companies need to evolve. Companies need to grow. But there's also the argument that at least one of the founders should stay with the organization so that the vision stays true. That's, I guess, also what happened with Steve Jobs and Apple. Like once he was uh, booted off and then there were problems at Apple and then they had to bring him back. And with Genius, I don't think like, I don't know like Tom or Elon a lot, but I know you. So you have already like willfully decided to leave the picture. And if these guys leave and, and if like these guys leave too, will it become a rudderless ship? because the vision is not there, because you guys had that dream who built it, the next person might or might not have it. That's a flip of a coin. Like, would you take that chance? And how many times would you want to take that chance? Because today it is black culture, tomorrow it could be somebody else. What about K-pop? You, you raise very good points. Like the thing about having an original founder, that's something I'm actually very passionate about. But in this case, we didn't build what we intended to build. Mm -hmm. And we built something that's very, very uh, culturally sensitive. Mm -hmm. And it, it basically, it's, it's the art of an ethnicity, of a culture. Yeah. Uh, if, if we suddenly morph, you know, re-pivot into K-pop genius, I'll change my mind. We can change leaders again. Mm -hmm. But for what it is right now, I'm basically, people think I'm the CEO of Genius just because I'm yeah. the only one who's on social media. Tom and Alon aren't on social yeah. media. They aren't. People are hitting me up all day like, hey, get me on Genius. I love Genius. And it's a black culture website. Like you, you have to be real with yourself. It's okay. very, very, very embedded in the black culture. So for now, this is the leader we need. Mm -hmm. uh, so Elon has always been completely useless. Since day one, originally when the site started, it was me and Tom. And I was always against Elon joining us because mm -hmm. um, I knew he's not gonna do hard work. He's one of those who only, he thinks I'm too handsome to do hard work. He just wants to look handsome and smile. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tom, I'd be okay with him staying with the company. I just don't want him as leader. It looks like that's kind of, so, so they said they're looking for a new president, but not a new CEO. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to copy what Elon's wife did. Elon's wife resigned from the wing and they replaced her with a three person group of CEOs, mm -hmm. two of which are white and one of which is black. So mm -hmm. they decided to make it one-third black leadership which is for me that's a cop-out it's a cop-out at least they did something so i think we're kind of trying to do that i think uh it seems like they're going to replace elon mm -hmm. uh, with a black american president but then keep tom as ceo mm -hmm. and i'm still not okay with that because of the title if tom wants to just stay on 
he could be the chief financial officer or something. Mm -hmm. But as a symbolic thing, the president and the CEO should be a black American leader with very, very strong connections to the hip hop community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I would solve that issue. That makes all, sense. If Tom is allowed to stay on, then Tom needs to start listening to some freaking rap. Because <laughs> at least listens to a little bit of rap. Tom is the one, Tom knows nothing about rap. That's what inspired him to build the site. One night I was, one night I was telling him, uh, uh, we were listening to rap songs. Suddenly he stopped the song. And he's like, look, like that line he just said, I have no idea what that means. That just went totally over my head. Yeah. I explained the line to him and the explanation I gave him was actually incorrect. Uh-huh. But suddenly he was like, you know what? There should be a website for this. There should be a site that tells you what it means. Uh -huh. And I thought it means like a blog. I'm saying like, cause, cause all of us had blogs. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. We could start a blog. Like, you know, uh, I said rap exegesis. We could start a blog called rap exegesis. Yeah. Said, no, no, not a blog. Like it could be its own site. And he stayed up that night. It took him one night to build it. The next morning I wow. woke up, it's like, okay, I built rap exegesis. Yeah, give it a try. Mm-hmm. And that's how it all got started. Wow. Elon was out of town. Mm-hmm. Got it. Started building that puppy. Right off the bat, we started to also put up poetry and rock music. Mm-hmm. We, right off the bat, we thought that this can start with rap, but it can go for everything. But mm -hmm. I guess we were wrong. We built a rap community that was so passionate and so powerful that it didn't really expand to other stuff. People thought that this is something that's meant to be used for rap. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad, like, at least like in my certain way, I'm glad that it stayed true to its rap roots because now whenever I have trouble and I have troubles a lot when I'm trying to find out what is the meaning behind a particular rap word even. And like genius is the place where I would go. So yeah, had you guys diluted it, maybe it would have been very different. So, and thank you for doing that. And I also want to, okay, I'm sorry, you had something to say? No, go for it. Yeah, so what I wanted to talk about more was uh, I see you as again trying to beat that curve and think let's say three or four steps ahead with what you are doing with cryptocurrencies and everypedia and how do you think that crypto could help solve these issues that i guess have become systemic that's that's the reason why i'm passionate about crypto uh i i'm not someone who really cares about money like, you know, I want enough money to be able to pay my doctor's bills, but I would never get an extravagant house. Like, you know, Elon, it was just in the magazine that right before the shit hit the fan, he just spent $3.2 million wow. in like his fancy house. They put it in a magazine. I would never do something like that. I would never spend $3 million on a house, even mm -hmm. if I'm a billionaire. I got into crypto because I thought that it can help uh, minorities, women, and people whose family is poor. Mm -hmm. Just like the internet did. The internet has done a lot to help those people. That's, that's the reason I got into the internet too. Like for example, 
uh, I always wanted to become a writer. When I was in college, a lot of times I would submit my writings to the on-campus publications, like the Yale Daily News. Mm-hmm. And I got rejected. I got rejected a lot. And I think w- one of the reasons I got rejected is probably because, you know, I, I make weird jokes and stuff like that. But I think part of it is because I have an ethnic name. So I think racism okay. is part of the reason why I had trouble getting acceptance in traditional media. Mm-hmm. And that's why I became so passionate about the internet. I was one of the first users on Facebook. I was like user number 50,000. And I was a content creator on Facebook. So I got a following, including Tom. That's how I became friends with Tom, is he was a fan of the things I would write on my Facebook and my blog. Mm-hmm. And Facebook and blogs wouldn't say no to me because they have a, I have a weird name. So it eliminated uh, racist barriers tremendously. That's why rappers became so passionate about the internet. The first users of Twitter were rappers. Yeah. Now all of them are switching to Instagram. That's what's making Instagram huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the first things I would use the internet for was OHHLA, the hip hop lyrics archive. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I can't afford to listen to these songs but I can read the words. The words are free. So I can read the words and I can memorize the words. Mm -hmm. Uh, So with crypto, I thought it would be the same. Uh, I started investing in Bitcoin in 2013 and I got to become, yes. And I got to become an angel investor in Coinbase. Mm -hmm. And Nas, who was also, he was the angel investor in Genius. Mm -hmm. He was also an angel investor in Coinbase. Mm-hmm. So I called up Nas and I was like, Nas, you need to start posting on social media that Bitcoin can be very, very good for black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, for, like the example I came up with back in 2013 was I said that it could be used to give payments to Africa. If you mm-hmm. want to send money to Africa, you don't have to give 10% to Western Union to send it. Yeah. You can spend it without a fee. And Nas was just kind of like, what are you talking about? He had angel invested in Coinbase, but he he didn't get what I'm talking about, that I think that it can be good for solving uh, racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still think that a major part of Bitcoin acceptance is to get rappers to start using Bitcoin. And actually, that's what I've been doing since quarantine started. A lot Mm -hmm. of rappers right now because they're not touring they're looking to get involved in tech mm-hmm. and i've gotten some uh crypto legends mm-hmm. to start investing in bitcoin and to promote it to their fans like mm-hmm. eric b eric b is the the founder of hip-hop eric b and rakim were the first duo to do modern hip-hop mm-hmm. and i helped him set up his coinbase i'm actually supposed to hang out with him tonight Oh, nice. It's a great pleasure. Also, uh, I helped Crazy Bone set up his Coinbase. Crazy Bone is from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. Bone Thugs and Harmony, they're legends. Like, I can't believe I'm friends with Crazy Bone. These are my heroes growing up. Mm-hmm. And they kind of invented the modern style of rap mm-hmm. uh, that's attributed to Drake and Future, which combines singing and rapping. Like mm-hmm. Bone Thugs were the first ones. Like they don't 100% rap. Like they're, they're, there's harmony. Bone Thugs and harmony. So they're harmonious. 
-hmm. but then what they're doing is clearly not rhythm and blues like they're a lot a lot of the content is like rap they spit very very fast uh so they were groundbreakers they were groundbreakers mm -hmm. and then now you have crazy bone who's proud of his bitcoin investments he believes what i wanted nas to believe mm -hmm. like one thing uh rap it's always been famous that the rappers are doing all the work but uh it's still white people making money the record labels, all their executives are white. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I hope crypto is going to do is it will let content creators directly profit from their art. Mm -hmm. You won't need a middleman like record labels. Mm -hmm. So the black artists can get 100% of their profits instead of having to split it with the record label, which is run by white executives mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like ever since the boom of ICOs in 2017 so they have always been talks about removing the middleman and there is this belief and I hold it to is that the middleman is pretty much useless but when I think about it in terms of music industries and these uh, splits and whatnot that they do Take the case of Justin Bieber, for instance, like had it not been a person like Scooter Braun, like maybe his career might not have taken the trajectory that it has taken. He was like making videos on YouTube, right? But it took someone who had that level of distribution skills, who knew the right people, who got him featured in the right places. So maybe the middleman did not do a lot of the walking part of it but he made introductions to those people and i guess this is why these guys charge their 30 percent or 40 percent and in some cases an atrocious 60 to 70 percent splits so how does like cryptocurrency or bitcoin like stop that uh that atrocious 60 percent but also make sure that these guys get the relevant distribution that they need so Scooter, I mean, Scooter's a genius, but Scooter is not the kind of middleman I'm talking about. Scooter mm -hmm. is on Justin's side. He's Justin's manager. Mm -hmm. He's not part of the label. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I, Scooter's job, I still think is, is acceptable. Mm -hmm. It's the record label that used to do distribution. They used to send all of the CDs to the CD store. Mm -hmm. But now you don't need that anymore because it's all on the internet. It's all it's on SoundCloud on or YouTube or Spotify. Mm -hmm. uh, Scooter, so, so one thing that rec record labels are, they're downsizing, they're firing everyone, but they still exist. Yeah. And they still do their dirtiest trick, which is called the 360 deal. 360 deal means they start just paying the artist a monthly salary. And any money the artist makes goes straight to the label. That's now, sad. Scooter, Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, well, it's good because then again, it, it takes the it takes the gambling out. Like they're automatically making the money, and a lot of them do three sixty deals, and they just stop caring because they're like, okay, I don't get, I can't get rich anymore. But uh, I don't know what uh, Scooter and Justin's relationship with the labels was, but I promise you, it wasn't a three sixty deal. Just because look at how much money Scooter and Justin yeah. did. So I think Scooter was actually very, very sophisticated in negotiating with the record labels. 
Mm-hmm. That's not the case for everyone. Not everyone has a sophisticated manager. A lot of people yeah. get taken advantage of. A lot of people get forced into 360 deals without knowing what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Scooter's side. I think Scooter, I've, I've talked to Scooter about cryptocurrency before. Mm-hmm. And he's very passionate about it. He's a hodler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that he's someone who hates record labels. Mm-hmm. So he's on our side that he wants to uh, get rid of, of those middlemen. Managers, I still support. Like, you know, if you, if you don't have a manager, more power to you. If I was a musician and I went to law school, so I wouldn't need a manager. I could be my own manager. And then hmm. I remember uh, David Banner. David Banner is a Southern, Southern rapper who I love. And I used to talk to him. I got him verified on Genius. And his, his manager was his wife. Mm-hmm. So that meant a lot to me. That would be the best. Yeah. You get your significant other as your manager. Yeah, but managers I still respect. There's I I can name you countless uh, Snoop Dogg's manager. Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg's manager was the smartest kid in his high school, mm-hmm. and, and Snoop Dogg was 19 years old when he uh, started to become famous. And he's like, "Hey, you're the one who's getting straight A's. Come, come be my manager. Let's get rich together." <laughs> he's very good too, which is one of the reasons why Snoop Dogg is so rich. Mm-hmm. Got it. And where does like Everipedia like fit into the picture? Because the way that I'm seeing it as is that you have a lot of like blocks everywhere, and like what are the connecting lines, or is Everipedia going to be the connecting line, or will it be like something further down the line? Totally. So Everipedia wasn't always connected to cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty funny. When we started, I started with Sam. Sam is the guy who built it. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us were passionate about cryptocurrency. Uh, I was a hodler, and he was actually mining Dogecoin in college. The internet will love it. We thought it would be connected to Everpedia. We thought Everpedia would just be a better version of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And then the, as a side thing, we would talk about how we think Bitcoin is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the way that we thought it would be better was by reducing racism and sexism. There's a lot of racism and sexism on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. That's why I wasn't allowed to get a page. That's why I, I wanted to start Everpedia because Wikipedia wouldn't let me have a page. Mm-hmm. Rappers had a really, really hard time getting Wikipedia pages. For example, the Everpedia page that has the most traffic in history is Cardi B. Uh-huh. She made her page two and a half years before she got a Wikipedia page. So everyone would Google search Cardi B Wiki. She, would, she was already famous, but she still didn't have a Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So we wanted this inclusion. There's a debate in the Wikipedia community called <coughs> deletionism versus inclusionism. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get rid of deletionism. We wanted to get rid of all these stupid reasons they come up with for deleting pages. Mm-hmm. But Wikipedia's the cancel culture. <laughs> exactly. Canceled from Wikipedia. But then the guy who came up with the crypto connection was Brock Pierce. Brock mm-hmm. Pierce was our investor. Mm-hmm. And he said, why don't you just make this into the cryptocurrency Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got us uh, $30 million of funding to do that. Nice. And it ties together perfectly. Now we're trying to build the utility token. 
It's called mm -hmm. IQ. And the IQ not only gives you money for making edits, it also gives you the power to control the site. So mm -hmm. at least the token holders are the ones who are going to be deciding, you know, what pages should be getting made, what pages should be getting promoted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it still is going to have problems. Like crypto gets a lot of criticism. There can be collusion. There can be corruption. But it's better than the existing system. The existing system is... The CEO of Twitter decides he wants to blur out this Trump tweet. Mm -hmm. Random editors who aren't even getting paid decide that Mahboud is not important enough for a Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. This is just completely arbitrary. The centralized uh, censorship of the internet, it's been systematically proven that it's racist and sexist and everything bad. Mm -hmm. So we need to change. And I'm a big believer. I have all of these smart uh, technical people thinking that crypto can make the difference. The internet made a huge difference. I think the internet has made the world a lot less racist. You know, already the internet has made the labels a lot less powerful. Like right now, mm -hmm. all that matters is you're big on SoundCloud. If you're mm -hmm. blowing up on SoundCloud, if your lyrics are getting... Uh, traction on genius, then you don't need a 360 deal. You don't need a record label. Mm -hmm. So crypto is going to make that 10 times more extreme. Crypto is going to take the power of the internet and make it not only for information, but also for money and for control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I am a believer. I'm a believer in, in the power <laughs> of crypto. Uh -huh. This is nice to hear. And uh, like, to wrap things up a bit, uh, what would be your closing like statements to the Hacker Noon community at large? Hacker, I love the Hacker Noon community. Thanks for reading my stuff, but please share my essay. Share my essay and, and help me get, Genius is my baby. I'm so proud of Genius. I love it. I use it every day. I'm, I'm my, my own app's top user. Mm -hmm. So, you should use it too, but please spread my Hacker Noon article. Make, help me make a lot of big noise. Let's get someone who is qualified and is very, very connected in the hip hop community to be the leader of genius. And then also, I'm so happy that the Hacker Noon community is passionate about crypto. So I just want to tell everyone to keep up the crypto gospel, keep hodling, get other people to start crypto wallets. Just like I'm getting all of my favorite rappers, all these legendary rappers to start hodling. You should do the same with uh, celebrities and influencers who you have connections with. Help me get genius decentralized. That's my dream. Like, so both of my sites, you get points called IQ. Everpedia copied it from genius. Mm-hmm. The difference is on Genius, your IQ points are just for bragging rights. They're just for your resume. But on Everpedia, you get IQ tokens. And the mm -hmm. tokens are the same as holding equity in the company. So I want Genius to be the same. I want Genius to give IQ tokens to the content creators. I think that can help us revive our uh, community. Maybe, maybe we can get uh, Bible Genius to start going again once we start giving out tokens. 
And I think the entire internet needs to do that. Like Mark Zuckerberg is passionate. He tried to build Libra, but they shut him down. Yeah. He needs to think bigger than Libra. He needs to build a Facebook point. Just like you know, I was one of the earliest content creators on Facebook, I should have been getting Facebook points for doing what I did. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, you get Facebook points. They're the same as equity. You can sell them. Uh, you get them for upvotes. You also get them for traffic. And then the more Facebook coins you have, the more powerful you become. So if I'm a big Facebook coin whale, every time I upvote someone else's post, that means they get even more distributed to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, I want Apple to buy Genius, but maybe Zuck can buy Everpedia because Everpedia is coming up with all of this DAP architecture. We're building mm-hmm. the Wikipedia coin, but the same architecture can be used for the Reddit coin, the Facebook coin, the YouTube coin, the Quora coin. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I'm most passionate about. Everpedia is supposed to build that. Everpedia, we built a second DAP called Predict, mm-hmm. which is crypto predicted. But then the third DAP that Sam told me he would build is going to be called IQ&A. Mm-hmm. That I'm very passionate about because I love questions and answers. I'm kind of like Socrates. I love answering questions. Got it. So yeah, uh, with that, like we'd like to call it a wrap. Uh, Thank a you, Mahabod. A rap? Well, so I thought at the end of this, we're supposed to kick some freestyles. No, like we don't do freestyles. Like I guess like those have become like too mainstream and we try not to do them. But like if you are like if you have something to add as a freestyle rap, like we could close with that. Let's hear you. I, well, I can only do a cipher, but w- one thing I've always wanted to do, I want to write a rap song for uh, David the uh-huh. founder, founder of Hacker New, David Smoot, uh-huh. sure. and his wife, Lynn. Yeah. I want to write them a song called Free Smook. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be to the, to the beat of Drake's song, Free Smoke. <laughs> Free Smook. Hacker News, where I look for new Hacker News. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Got it. I'm going to annotate it on Genius. It's going to be the bomb. Uh-huh, definitely. We would look forward to that. And if you could send us a link to that, we would definitely leave it in the description below. As we would do for the Hakanun essay that you have written, which is being like read by a lot of people. It went viral. Yeah, I'm so proud. We have the same like we have the same feelings. And the pleasure is likewise. You're always welcome to keep writing on Hakanun. And thank you for being on the Hakanun podcast. See you around. It was my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Swag.